You're now listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Rambler Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. Uh, I don't have any AKAs for today. And as usual, I'm joined by my friends and my co-hosts. Hello, everybody. It is Candice, not so newlywed PC on all social media. Uh, I don't, I mean, do I have an AKA? I don't know. But I just want to say that when Mace is giving you poignant conversation on consent, you need to go to jail, Dwight Howard. You need to go to jail. It's time. Enough is enough. Okay. You're going to jail eventually. And it's starting to give R. Kelly. And he need to go to jail. Yeah, he need to go to jail immediately. And I'm sick of him framing it as it's nobody's business. What I do, like, people care more about him having homosexual encounters than the fact that you are sexually assaulting people and raping people. Like, I don't, I think Kevin Spacey did the same thing when some allegations came out. He finally, I guess, came out as gay. And I don't like I don't like when people do that. Yeah. Yeah. He is absolutely playing on people's homophobia and transphobia because the the centrical focus right now is, oh, this nigga weirdo. What this nigga got going? Oh, he he gay, he this. And it's no, it shouldn't be that. You're it's... having non-consensual sexual encounters with people, and that is a fucking problem. Nobody cares. Y'all care what I'm doing in my bedroom? No, we don't. We care that you're you're trying to spring sex on people. Like May said, if it's a surprise, it's not consensual. He's playing on to a trope because unfortunately he's sort of right, but he's using it wrongly because they have, like, unfortunately, niggas, especially straight ones, have cared about his sexuality way too fucking much for years. But he's never spoke about that until now. Which is why how you know he did that shit. It's like nigga, you haven't cared of niggas being homophobic towards you all up until this point. But now, when the real focus is you doing these things without consent, that's when you want to speak on. Mm-hmm. Go to jail. And the arrogance that the arrogance is giving me R. Kelly is giving me Trey songs. Um, yeah. we haven't forgotten that you flew out a seventeen-year-old girl, and she gave us a play-by-play of it. We haven't forgotten that you dated Taya Cooper and you're like 12, 13, 14 years older than her. Like it's some it's some history. And this is the this is like the third or fourth trans woman and male that has accused you of sexual assault. So no, I I I do care what you're doing in your bedroom because it's not consensual. Correct. So yeah, I, I do care because I think you should go to jail. Whatever and ain't nobody gonna whip my ass about it. He did that shit. Correct. Yeah. Hey, Adrian. Hey. It's Adrian, aka. I need y'all to learn what child support is really for. Hmm. I'm okay. <laughs> you know, when when I was in high school, um, my father was a piece of shit and Subsequently, my mother was not going to take that shit laying down and she went after him and they ended up going in his social security check and my mother ended up getting a whopping $240 a month for me from ages maybe 13 to till I turned 18, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I just would like y'all to be honest with your children and and I agree that as adults, we feel like we shouldn't have to explain things to our children and we pay the cost to be the boss. But I would urge you not to be afraid to d- show your kids your monthly budget. Because if you, in 2000, when I was in high school, my mom was standing right here. When my daddy, when they started taking that little funky $230, $40 out of his social security check, and that wasn't shit. It was so little money that by the time I was in high school, my mother said, here, you're going to need this for bus fare and lunch money. It didn't do shit else. It didn't pay the light bill. It ain't pay the phone bill. It ain't kick in on the rent. 
it literally served as me get, having lunch money for school and, and bus fare to get a bus pass. That's what $240 did in 2000, in the 2000s, in, two, in the early 2000s. What, what do you think, and the average child support payment is $447 a month. What do you think $447 is doing in 2023 and my mother was getting $240 in, in the late 1990s and the early 2000s? Getting, I understand, I liked getting my nails done when I was in high school, but that shit is a luxury. <laughs> That's a luxury. It's not a necessity. You don't die if you can't go get a full set. And since I feel like we're talking about that same situation, which I think, I'm not sure if I believe it, but I'll go along with it for engagement. Everything that that child was saying out of their mouth, that came from an adult. That came from the child support paying adult. Because that's the only way that you think like that. 1900 is a pretty good amount of money to get in for child support. But what people don't realize is just adding one kid, I have to have a bigger place. The neighborhood I might decide to live in might be different because it's different for me as an adult versus having kids in that neighborhood. Kids eat a whole lot. Kids run up electricity. Let me tell you, it's two kids in my house. We have to go get snacks from Sam's Club for two kids, two not teenage kids with expensive tastes. Who got ex- different tastes of snacks? Kids be having different dietary restrictions. Yep. Kids have allergies. Kids leave all your motherfucking lights on. Kids will wash their hands and leave out the bathroom with the water running. Kids need their clothes washed. Kids need their ass washed. Kids, Kids need, need their hair washed. Kids need clothes. Kids need lights. Kids need heat. Kids need AC. They can't, can't be too hot. Can't be too... Let me tell you something. If this woman is indeed getting $1,900 a month in child support and she is using it to take care of the whole household, so fucking be it. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I and that, that parent is, the other, the father is sitting his ass up there talking about this, talking to this minor about mm-hmm. adult business mm-hmm. and putting bugs in her ear. That's and what she- this is about. And she's the one that's going to have to deal with the consequences. Because you know what? I had this same little incident with my son when he was maybe 13. And his dad telling him, well, this is what I get. This is what your mom gets in child support. And you're her only child. And she's a lawyer. So you should be able to get whatever you want. I tried to have a reasonable, rational conversation at first. The next time it came up, I said, bet. You going to live off your child support. So... I mean, the rent is paid and the groceries are in there. So if you want to cook groceries, you're free to do that. But all the other extra stuff going to the skating rink, eating McDonald's, that's going to come out of your money. That's going to come out of your child support. One child support check was all it took and we never had to have the conversation again because he saw just how little of his day to day that even covered. Quit playing, quit playing with these kids, quit playing with their non-custodial parents. If they want to sit there and put bugs in your ear, in your kid's ear, maybe they need to make arrangements for them to live with that uh, non-custodial parent. That's exactly what they need to do. Because sometimes they need to see, hey, it ain't all sweet. And that's both the non-custodial parent and the child. Because obviously y'all think it works one way and it works a whole nother. Uh-huh. The other the other part is I don't want to stop disliking you, Carlos King, but I feel like there was no reason to give Erica Mena an exclusive any fucking thing. Not when your core audience, not when who you cater to, not when your the 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 way you are building your way back into reality TV is on the backs of black women. I. And it was disingenuous. And you gave a platform to a non-black woman so that she could continue to weaponize her her non-black tears and gain sympathy. She's there was nothing genuine about that interview. Nothing. Her story, everything. Nothing was genuine. I don't care about DJ Envy. You knew that man was married. That man been on radio for a long ass time. That man been moving through the the East Coast circuits for a long ass time. 
That man name been ringing bells. It's ring bells for scamming and fraud. So I know it's been ringing bells for DJing. You knew that man was married. Even if he didn't come out his mouth and tell you, you have done enough digging. We see how crazy you are, how weird you are. We've seen it on your 7, 15, 16, 17 years on Love and Hip Hop. You knew that man was married. I just want you to say it with your chest like a lot of other women who do shit like that do. I didn't owe his wife shit. His responsibility was to his marriage. It was not my responsibility. I was taking the money, the trips, the gifts, and I was and I was enjoying life. I was enjoying being a cat bitch because that's that's what this was about. He been with that lady for too fucking long for you to act like you didn't know he was married. They've been together since like high school, right? Talking about well, in our in our culture, in our community, we just assume everybody got a baby mama. No, you don't. No, you do not. No, you don't. I'm calling fucking shenanigans. You called that lady a monkey and you meant it. If you are spewing racial slurs and bigotry, you're a racist. Even if your brand of racism presents differently and you tend to have built relationships with Black people until they piss you off, you're still a racist. We work with racists every day. Our kids go to school with racists every day and they keep that shit hidden until they can't anymore. You tolerating people or stomaching people for the advancement of your career or your goals or your future or your pocket, people do it all the time. If they did an anonymous survey right now in everybody workplace and say, if you didn't have to work with black people, would you, would you stop working with black people and there would be no repercussions? Y'all know what them survey results will come back as. We know what would happen. And that's fine because we don't want to work around y'all either. That's why I like I want seg- I want segregation back. Bring segregation back. Bring it back. Just bring it back. I I I like what Carlos King what Carlos King is building with own, but I think there has to be a level of morality and integrity with certain things, especially when you're current when your bread and butter as it stands is coming from black women. Southern black women, darker skinned black women. Ain't that many? Who's the lightest one on the male and Tambra from Bell Collective in Huntsville? Yeah. As a whole, your whole your whole platform, what you are building in terms of reality TV is, is black women. And your two biggest shows, your two biggest money getters are shows that feature Southern black women who have spoken openly about colorism and racism as women black women in the south so i just i just feel like you didn't read the room you read a chance at a check because nothing she can say is redeemable to me so i don't know i i didn't care about the interview the only thing she may have been genuine about is her son and and even that i don't think she was honest in saying it pissed me off when people say shit to me about my son because they don't know my son. They don't know me. They don't know the situation. And I just think, you know, kids should be off limits. I don't give a fuck if you think my kids hate me. It's not your business. And I can be honest, nothing, Erica Mena has never pulled a Drea Michelle. She has never caught any child endangerment charges for leaving her son home alone for seven days, locked in a cage with a kibble while she ran off to try to fuck a, a pro athlete. So whatever arrangement she has set up for her son, it must be working for all parties involved. We have never heard of the son being in any trouble. He's not in the news. He's not pulling no uh, no Brent leaks. He ain't stealing and wheeling and dealing and shit and, and committing fraud and, and all kind of shit. So to me, that should be the, the key thing right there. And that that would be enough for me to tell people that they could kiss the the blackest part of my ass because my son is healthy and he's fine and he don't want to be in front of the cameras and he don't have to be. But the rest of that shit, fuck her. Um, yeah, pretty much. She contradicted herself a lot. Um, let's talk about the tanner that she had on, making her appear darker, the lighting to make her appear darker. <laughs> like, we've been around too long. Like, you can't play those tricks in those games. And she wasn't, to me, she wasn't really genuine about a lot of things. Um, Erica Dolezal. Yeah, she took a oh lot my of shots. Like, I don't even want to be on the show anymore. So, And that's a lie because I, you left the show when you got with Bow Wow and you had to end up coming back. 
Remember when she refused to do the reunion and uh, Mama Scott had to do her her reunion shit separately, mm-hmm. and she started talking about how she's outgrown love and hip hop, and it looked like you landed right back on love and hip hop. Mm-hmm. You haven't outgrown shit. You you would still be getting that goddamn check if you hadn't been kicked off that show. And fuck you for lying. I can't stand no lying ass hussy. What are you lying about? But that's always her thing to make it seem like she's too good for the show when you you, you really aren't. But you yeah. you have had some slight success as a Tubi movie star and you have gotten far too big for your britches. But jokes on you, bitch, I can go film a Tubi movie right now with my iPhone. Like cut let's cut the shit. I I don't know. Like I said, I didn't see a reason for the interview. There was nothing said that was enlightening. There was no sincere, genuine regret about calling that lady a, a monkey and a blue monkey and making monkey noises. It was just her randomly crying and trying to weaponize those tears like white women tend to do. And I don't I don't care. To me, it make her it make her look worse. Cause if you felt any remorse, you would rather that you would you would turn down interviews about it and be like, I was wrong. There's nothing to say. There's nothing to change anybody's mind. Get that TV time to somebody who can, who deserve it. Oh, fish mouth face ho. Um, so there's no Salt Lake City this week. I do want to say that I have been watching. I fell down the rabbit hole, y'all, and started watching Real Housewives of Miami. And when I tell you, good golly, Miss Molly, my goddamn head popped off. Um, That's an interesting one. Because I came in on the season where the husband named Lenny came home and told Lisa, you and the kids need to find somewhere to go or else be prepared to watch me cheat on you. Shit. Then they went on a girl's trip to Cass. The Cass went on like a girl's trip. And the the husband's mama called and was like, yeah, he won't let me in the house. He's got his mistress over while the kids are there. He told the nanny to sleep in the guest house and she's not well, she's not allowed in the house until morning time to get the kids together. I said, oh my God. So some mess is, is truly, truly some mess. Truly some mess. And that's the is that the one with Larsa Pippen on it? Yeah. Okay. So did yeah. you have you always watched it? Did you start from the beginning or you just started from the last? No, the last? I gotta start from the beginning. I think I was watching uh, something on Bravo and like on demand and then it ended up putting that on and I just it kind of pulled me in because there's a black woman on there named Gertie and I was like <laughs> yeah interesting yeah. to say the least but she no nah, she's a she's she's not young young but she she's not old I can say that but uh <laughs> Yeah, very interesting, very messy. Ma, you ever watched The Real Housewives of Miami? Oh, God, you didn't let me know. You don't care about me. They messy. Mm. I've heard that. Yeah, it's messy. I I enjoyed it. Now I'm going to go catch up from the beginning. I didn't know it had been on since like 2012 or something like that. It's been on a while. I wonder where the hell I've been. Yeah. So, okay basketball wise jeremy we up <laughs> you know homer simpson me <laughs> you know I, yeah i want i don't want vanessa on this show i'm sorry i you know even the the sit down she had with with evelyn and you dredged up all of this because you are triggered because your husband cheated on you and you you subsequently ended up miscarrying y'all baby so you went and got in your friend's business and dragged up some shit that did not even exist and didn't even talk to her about it. Never went to her and said, hey, I'm going to be on this show with Evelyn. You know, are y'all good? You know, shit I discussed with y'all went through. You just, you kicked in the door and started kicking up shit for no reason because you scared to, you were scared to leave your husband. What's that saying? Hurt people hurt people. And as we come to find out, Carl is just a liar. Which, I mean, I mean not, the, not the, the sky is blue. Carl is a liar, and you know we're not surprised by that. By how he treated Maggie Stallion, a nigga but named Carl. we a nigga named Carl. 
But we come to find out that he lied to Evelyn about his relationship with with uh the with Amy, that's her name, with Amy being over and started his relationship with Evelyn and ended up proposing to Evelyn and they having a baby together. And right before they're about to get married, Evelyn finds out that he did the same thing to her that he did to Amy. And he and she and Amy talk about it and they're like, Yeah, we this is his MO. This is what he does. He pulls you in, thinks you know you all in love, getting married, starting families, and then when something younger, newer, fresher, better comes along, you know he he tells that person, yeah, this is over. The relationship been over. It's done. We haven't been together. She's just hurt, but it's over for me, and it ain't over. So why'd you go kick it? I, I thought friend code one hundred one is before you get to stomping with this get the stomping behind your friends, you make sure that's the game plan. Ain't that how friendship ain't that how friendship one on one works? Typically sure you're correct. Is. Typically you're correct, but I think the key here is that we are finding out that Vanessa is nobody's friend. She that and that bang show ain't her friend. <laughs> oh aren't Evelyn and the other baby mama like friends or friends they, they are good friends to the point that Evelyn's son goes down and spends time with the with the baby mama and her kids more who are that. pretty much grown. More of that. Baby they have a great not. relationship. <laughs> baby mom. I'm telling you, you know. Because it's, it, it's for real. Because usually once you get down to it, it's over the lies that nigga done told. Y'all can build your own community and village, babysitting each other's kids. If y'all, if you trust them like that, like baby mamas unite. Fuck these niggas. Potential show title. Um, Mendici's babies mamas had this. They had it. They had a union. Extraordinary baby mamas. They was mounting up to give Yandy the fucking blues. And that's why Yandy was in the wrong. Something was with Yandy. Because how all of them can get along, but just you they can't get along with. It's something in your spirit. Yeah, because the bitch lied and had a prom talking about they got married. Yeah. The League of Extraordinary Baby Mamas, they had a union. And Yandy wasn't part of it. So I just want to say, Jen, you a weak asshole. And I'm going to say why. You did all that him and Han last season about Jackie and getting your lawyer involved and cease and desist and then all of this and the third, just to be friends with the bitch still. What was the reason? To keep her place on this show because she ain't got shit else to do. What was the goddamn reason? You you had, you throwing cease and desist while y'all in Cancun and shit whole time. You was not that fucking mad. You was, okay. And this is the part that's really got me upset. You got up. You got me looking at you funny, and Jackie, like maybe the shit wasn't that deep because the way you was acting, you would have swore Jackie pissing your Cheerios. Talking about it's always been love on my end, Jackie girl. You got you got legal involved. <laughs> you can't spell you can't spell LLC without love. Am I right about? Damn, yeah, I mean, that's enough. Okay. Oh, <laughs> um. <laughs> that's enough out of you. But, but I mean, I mean, we all we know Jennifer ain't no real bitch, and she don't have a backbone or spine because this is the same motherfucker that a, was a stunt queen, stunt a stunt queen. Because this was the same motherfucker that claimed Evelyn was her dear friend. Meanwhile, she was talking about Evelyn's daughter like a damn dog, and still won't tell the truth about it. Hello, still scared to get her ass whooped if the truth ever come out. I wish whoever told Evelyn would have had the receipts. Cause I I believe it was said. That way we we that way we we could have got a proper ass whooping. Um, I know that this is supposed to be Evelyn's redemption arc, her coming back to this season, because her reputation took a a very very necessary hit after the whole OG situation. But I feel like she is well within her rights to pop Vanessa in her shit. Because you did something that subsequently could have had a huge impact on my child. Now you're you're absolutely crossing the line. And to me, it was more detrimental than a speculation of somebody saying something about Shanice because you have a minor child. You're still co-parenting with this man. You still have a blended family with his with his ex-partner. 
And you you sticking your nose in some shit because you triggered by the infidelity in your in your marriage that you're still in. Let me say that the marriage you're still in. Yep. You didn't even lead a nigga. Y'all still together. And so honestly, if y'all was go ahead, friend. I'll say that's probably why she doing this because it's it's probably resentment. It's like I have to suffer. I'm still with the motherfucker, so we all gonna burn. It's like baby talk space is available. Use promo code get out. <laughs> Promo code, you must have a, he must got a prenup. <laughs> Promo code, avoid getting your ass whooped. Yeah, but I I don't know. I Like I said, I understand the logistics of it and, and Evelyn coming back this season. And But I don't want her redemption arc to be turning the other shoulder when somebody is being blatantly fucking disrespectful. Because this is a reason to have an attitude. The shit with OG to me was stupid. You I just didn't a, like OG and wouldn't say it with your chest. I got a wet motherfucking pussy. You sound like Plies, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, I all week, folks. So I, I don't like that, but I also want to say this. I think it's very weird for these ladies to be acting like people have to kiss Shawnee's ass when it comes to somebody chilling with, being friends with, communicating with, even dating Shaq. That lady is whole ass fucking married again. She dated several people before she even got to the pastor. What the fuck are we talking about here? Why are we bringing up Brittany Renner having dinner with fucking Shaq? And why are y'all acting like she was supposed to call Jackie and, I mean, yeah, call Shawnee and have a sit down with her about the shit? You know, she was out with Shaq. So fucking what? This woman just had a fucking wedding special. She the first lady of of, of Billy Blank's tabernacle and shit. Why would she care? Her and Brittany Renner are not friends or not close. Matter of fact, Brittany Renner is damn near old enough to be one of Shawnee's kids. If anything, that's why we should be uh, looking sideways at her and Shaq hanging out. But it certainly shouldn't be a conversation because that's Shawnee's ex because Shawnee is married. Yeah, Shawnee is remarried. This breeze to me, we don't have shit else to talk about, so we're going to make something that shouldn't be a thing a thing. That's what that reads to me. Because it just don't make no damn sense otherwise. Who gives a fuck? Shawnee ain't gave a damn who Shaq hell has even dated for quite some time now let alone who he's taking pictures with yeah absolutely so this, so this just and i wish Brittany renner wasn't explaining to evelyn talking about he dm me and blah who fucking cares didn't they try to do the same thing with drea when she came on the show yep yeah okay all right so we were like the storyline. Yep. Okay, I still won't be checking in for basketball wise. Thank you for coming. Like y'all have a y'all have an unhealthy attachment to exes on it. She is married again. Like nobody cares. Brittany Renner fighting for her life trying to get some child support. She don't deserve. You're right. Like we can that talk man about got that. joint. Y'all got joint custody of that kid. Like we could talk about that. Like there's more. There's there's deeper layers that we can go here than. You taking a picture with Shaq. Have you seen how big that nigga is? He big enough to take a picture with every goddamn body. For sure. Yeah, you might fuck around and see us in a picture with him. You never goddamn know. You Hello? Shit. Photoshop me in. So it's just like, give it give it a rest. Give it give it a damn rest. Um, I feel like Brooke deserves some grace in this season. I feel like she is in a space, and a part of me wants to say if she needs grace, if she did that and start, she shouldn't be on the show, but I think that's unfair. I, I think Brooke should be given some grace because her emotions, she wakes up daily with her emotions on high after losing her child every day. And she's not going to be okay for a long time. And I hope that off camera, she is getting the help that she needs to cope and to grieve. But I just don't, you know, I feel like, and I, it, I don't want to be rude, but as a whole, I feel like the girls should have gotten together without Brooke and said, you know, we've got to cut Brooke some slack. You know, she's going to take things personally. Her emotions are going to run high because she is dealing with one of the greatest losses a parent can ever deal with, and that is losing a child. So Brittany throwing a drink in her face, I wish, and I understand she's going through her own shit, her custody struggles, and her her co-parenting battles, um, but 
I don't think she had to throw no drink in, in Brooke's face. <laughs> now, granted, Brooke was talking like it was running up time. But how you feel? Okay, so now I'm confused. Then did she deserve the drink in her face? Yeah. I feel it's like as a whole, Brooke is. I feel like Brooke is very emotional right now because we started getting emotional and the stuff between Vanessa and Evelyn, and I just feel like as a whole, she's just not in a good space emotionally. So it just it doesn't take much. You know what I'm saying? It just really doesn't. It doesn't take much. And that's why I said a part of me is conflicted and feels like, hey, why are you on this season when, you know, you don't seem to be in a good headspace? But I do think it's important to give a space because she it's a lot of a lot of parents are dealing with will deal with what Brooke is dealing with. And so, you know, I'm 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 on the fence about it. That's what I will say. Would there have been any way for her to be on the show to show that but not be in the mess? No. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah. I, don't, right. I feel like Basketball Wives is one of these shows where, as we saw last season with uh, the girl that got the baby with Rockstar, she was dealing with postpartum and nobody really cared because she wasn't in the mess. Okay. And yeah. she subsequently did not get another contract for this season. Okay. That's you know, she wasn't she wasn't knee deep in the mess. She pretty much stayed clear of the mess, honestly. And she didn't get her contract renewed. Even though she had a very important storyline, I believe. And, you know, I don't feel like they want because it wasn't messy and because it wasn't a storyline where her and Rockstar was fighting and fussing. They didn't care to really highlight it more. So I would say if Brooke could be, if they could show Brooke grieving in a manner in which she wasn't knee deep in the mess with the ladies, they wouldn't keep her on the show. Mm. Well, that's sad. Yeah. That's, that's Shawnee. That's the first lady for you. Mm-mm. Mm. Huh. Adrian, please. Mm-mm. <laughs> Got me hollering. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah i'm just gonna leave it there okay before we go to love and marriage huntsville i want to um and before we take a break i would like to tell y'all what i came across because we're not covering this show but i happen to watch it from time to time when it come on love and hip-hop miami said trina bitch you better earn your check this season because trina and Flo, the Haitian chick, the, the, the queen of Compa, who husband cheated on her with her sister, Trina and Flo got into it in the club. And Trina started spewing all these anti-black Haitian slurs at Flo and her sister and her girlfriend. Yep. Did you see that clip? Oh, I watched Adrian. the show. I watched oh, the show. okay. Okay. I, they must have been like, Trina, baby, enough is enough, honey. You're going to have to work, sweetie. Well, honestly, Trina has been. Oh, they have allowed Trina to coast by on this show for too long just because she is Trina, the baddest bitch. She hadn't had out an album, a hit song, a good video. Her relationship went up to shit. She plays in between the middle with Joy and Trick. Trina should have been, we should have been, Trina should have been getting dragged for filth. Yeah, but Trina has been a, she's had some really bad moments this season. Where she's looked very bitchy and very just not. She has a she was. has a nasty fucking attitude. We could just say it with our whole chest. Trina is not a nice person. Okay, so Trina, Trina of her niece. No, Trina hip hop Miami really before this to really see Trina. Trina has always had a nasty attitude and a superior complex. Over the other people on that show, the whole time, bitch, you are on this show and it is part of your bread and butter because your albums are not selling. The last album you had out went triple wood. And that's when we found out that that manager that was managing Amara had ripped off all Trina's fucking money. Oh, wow. Like, I I want us to have a come to Jesus moment. Trina got a nasty attitude. And now I see why. Kaya be on her ass because Trina 
is Bobby Life with foundation that match if we keeping it a hundred. She real, real nasty, real mean girl energy. And that's why she always talking about she keep her circle small. No, you keep your circle small because if you have other people around, you're going to get exposed for being an awful person. Oh, I mean, well, I, this season. I mean, I haven't forgot when Trina called protesters monkeys. So. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't forgotten when Trina was smiling in Veronica Vega face after she was saying nigga all on love and hip hop. Acting like it wasn't no big deal. The North remembers. That's when that's when the first the show first started. We was covering it regularly. Yep, yep. And then shortly after COVID hit, and it went off the air, and we just was like, mm, "We'll cover some other shit." Yeah, but now the North remembers, beloved. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Very nasty attitude. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to uh, we're going to talk about. Love and marriage, Huntsville. Okay, we back. We hope y'all went and got y'all something to drink, some wine, a a, a beer, uh, <laughs> some some a blunt, uh, a split, uh, something. We hope y'all went and got that. We about to talk about love and marriage, Huntsville. Uh, so okay, now, <laughs> okay, I want to get y'all. I want to hear y'all take first on this. Uh, on this uh this drink situation and everything that ensued after because I'm a little ashamed of myself for how I I see it. So y'all go ahead. So are you I'm, well, I'm, I think Kiki was dead ass wrong for throwing that drink at Tisha. Um I think oh, for this Tisha's right. Like Tisha has said she okay, so this is my timeline that I remembered. There was the situation that happened prior with Marceau, Tisha, Melody, and Martel, where they were going to have some type of party. Kiki was going to come. A joke about her addiction was made. Um, So they were mad about that. She came on a season with Mel. She came to a party at Mel's to spill some tea about Tisha and Marceau's marriage. Her and Tisha had a conversation about why Kiki was mad about them making the joke about her addictive state. They made up and it was supposed to be that she didn't say anything else about Tisha and her marriage. Now this season, she's bringing it, she's bringing it back up again. And And Tisha paid her dust at that table and it made her upset. And she reacted and she threw that drink and stuff and she wasn't right. So, Kiki is the female version of Marceau. That bitch is a slick talking, mm-hmm. messy ass motherfucker who is bringing up these cheating rumors to cover her addiction issues. Kiki is not clean. Kiki is not sober. She knows it. Her Tisha. and Marceau are the Spider-Man point at Spider-Man me. Except for one of them has a quick weave and one of them is bald. They're both built the same. Okay. Big titties, some hips, and a wide back. Okay. Kiki and Marceau are very much similar. You are not going to come talk to me at a fucking cookout celebrating a woman who has been battling cancer about my husband cheating and we've already had a conversation about it. And I asked you, to leave it alone. And as Mel said, if Tisha can't believe everything Marceau says if she wants to, that is her husband, that is her marriage, that is her business. Expecting Everybody expecting Tisha to take anybody's word about Marceau cheating and nobody ever has any hardcore proof, you are fucking ridiculous. And do I believe he cheats on Tisha? I do. Can I prove it? I can't. So should Tisha be leaving her husband because I think he cheats on her? No, that's not how that works. And should I keep telling Tisha her husband is cheating on her without no proof and expecting yeah. it to have a relationship? Yeah, I'm not doing that. And you're not gonna, you're not gonna make me do it. And you're not gonna guilt me into it. And you're not gonna bully me into it. But what you're not gonna do 
is get up and throw a drink at me unprovoked because I'm not entertaining this conversation with you the way you want me to. I'm not giving you an audience. I'm not giving you the attention that you're looking for. So now you want to fight. Now you want to throw down. Now you want to cause a scene. Again, I cannot stand Tisha and Marceau, but they did nothing to Kiki that warranted her throwing that drink in their face. This is so much bigger than her not wanting to listen about Marceau cheating. And as Jeremy said last week, she's too fucking passive aggressive to say it with her chest. Yeah. That's the issue here. She's, but this she's, is not about Marceau cheating. This is this is it's not about Marceau cheating. This is about I said it last week and I will say it again. And this is not necessarily saying that Kiki is right for doing what she did, because she's not. But Again, it's deeper than that. She is upset that her cousin, who she had a close bond with while she was, when they were kids, is still willing to be with the man who disrespected someone that she considered a blood cousin, and Tisha don't have a backbone to at least say, like, hey, that's fucked up, nigga. Don't talk about my cousin like that. That's why she is upset, and she yet... That's why she's upset, but yet she is too passive aggressive to say that shit with her chest, and she's not smart enough to pick the right time to say that with her chest because this was not the time to even bring in the drama to this. But now, she, I will sure say that Tisha never addressed it with Marceau because they're husband and wife, so maybe she, he she wouldn't address it in front of you or in front of other people, but addressed it behind closed doors. I, now, yeah, mm, now I, I'm, I'm I will say, go ahead, I will yeah. say. This episode to me was extremely good because it sounds like we got some backstory on both ends about the relationship between Kiki and Marceau and Tisha. And it sounds like they were far closer than we initially knew when Marceau said there have been times when we have had to get up out of our bed and go get Kiki in the height of her addiction. And Kiki would stay with us. And we would try to get Kiki to go to rehab. And we would try to get Kiki help. And so, to me, it seems like there's a lot of hurt on both ends that's leading them to say mean things and and try to dig at each other. Now, I wonder, to me, and I, they're just piecing together what we are seeing between last season and this season, to me, it seems like there's some hurt from Tisha and Marceau that Kiki went and tried to be friends with Mel once that relationship had dissolved and they were not on good terms in any oh, yeah. capacity. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then it seems in return, you know, they take shots and jugs at her about addiction. Now, the yeah. other cousin that came in, I do agree with her. As a whole, there is no reason as healthy, sober adults to sit up and be saying such nasty things about somebody who is struggling with addiction. But at the same time, once you throw a drink in my face or my partner's face, I can't promise you I'm not going to say whatever I can to really get under your skin. I agree with that. I I was going to say, I feel like Kiki's husband is caught in the middle because he wants to protect her. But I think he's doing her a disservice by not calling her out on her shit. Yeah. I really do. Because at what point do you say, babe, I love you. I know that's your cousin. Their marriage is not your business. If he's cheating on her, what's done in the dark will come to the light and she can decide what she's going to do. If it gets to that point and she needs to come to you, have the door open so you could be a support. But you need to step out of their marriage. Because according to Tisha and Marceau, Kiki is going around trying to get her hands on concrete proof and dig up information about the rumor. That lady is not leaving her husband. This is really wild considering it seems like she has bigger fish to fry than trying to find proof about Marceau. That's my that's my thing. And honestly, I feel like Marceau and Kiki are doing the same thing. He's bringing up her addiction so that the focus is not on what he's doing. And she's bringing up his cheating so the focus is not on her addiction. They are both literally using each other to try to get above and beyond what they're being accused of. And the fact is, both you dumb motherfuckers is guilty. You're guilty. You're on, you're actively using 
and he's actively cheating. And Mel pulling up with that drug test. Lord Jesus, today. <laughs> she said, let's just prove everybody wrong. Take this drug test. And then True, still using drugs fashion. Kiki said, tell him to take a lie detector test. Well, you can beat a lie detector test. You can't beat that drug test. <laughs> beat drug test too. Unless she gonna use a means P. I just, it, to me, Kiki has to hold her L. I understand her frustration. I get it. I truly do. Um, but again, and I was glad to see Mel hold Kiki's feet to the fire. You had no right. You had no reason to do what you did other than you are spiraling because you weren't getting the reaction that you wanted from Tisha. And again, I can't think of a time when uh, somebody's going to come to me and try to have a conversation with me about my husband cheating at somebody's backyard barbecue. I'm going to look at you stupid. So that's where I'm at with that. Um, <laughs> what? Okay. Y'all about to say I'm I'm an asshole. And I wear, wear that hat. What culture is Stormy? Because I want to know what culture she's from where it's, where it's normal to call a man a bitch with no, with no, and it's not seen as a sign of disrespect. Is that the culture of Coco? Gotta be. Culture of Coco is crazy. Write that down. That might be the show title. Write that down. <laughs> like, what, what culture is, what culture is she from? What are her cultural norms? She is very much trying to lean into the fact that Marceau is dislikable. Um, very dislikable, so it's okay to like call him out his name and call him a bitch and stuff. And it's like that shit is cool on the internet. Uh, and I mean, hell, shit on this podcast, we don't cuss Marceau out plenty of goddamn times <laughs> um, and don't apologize for it. But like, you know, good and goddamn real in like the real world, you can't call no nobody a bitch for that matter, let alone like a grown ass man. Like, Again, you can call him an asshole and say that he is behaving in a in 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 a deplorable manner because he is without calling him out his damn name. She is very much yeah, leaning, absolutely. She is very much leaning heavy on the fact that people don't like Marceau <laughs> right from the soul, so she is cool to call him that. Yeah. Like when we call Marceau a bitch on this show, it's it's gender neutral. We're calling him a bitch. We don't see his behavior as inherently feminine. Or one of the girls. No, we just see him as a hoe ass nigga who do hoe ass shit and don't treat people well, down to his own wife. This what Stormy is doing, and we we said it before and it bears repeating, it leans heavily into homophobia and the notion that he's sassy and he just wanna be one of the girls. Not that he's just an asshole and he's not likable. And you working so hard to prove he's unlikable is making you unlikable. It, that's what I want to say. And this whole, my best friend is a drug addict. We sorry to hear that. But this lady just slapped a drink in somebody's face. I can call her as many crackheads as I want. It just is what it is. Like Kimmy said, she showed her ass here and she got and she got the same energy in return here. But I also agree with the cousin. If y'all are saying she's actively using, not in her right mind, why are y'all trying to, why are you trying to meet her at the bottom? Y'all supposed to be so much better than her. Let y'all tell it. But see, that's where that's where I'm saying, like, we it's I understand it and I get it, right? Kiki is dead ass wrong. But I feel like this is this instance, and again, it is Kiki's own fault. I will admit that. But again, this issue and how we got here is so much deeper and layered, and it's it takes accountability on both sides. But now we're just gonna focus on the fact that Kiki did this fuck up. And we're not going to talk about how we got here, which leads to Tisha and Marceau being culpable. Yeah, I agree. Which is also why I hate that Kiki let this get to her and do her like this, because now the focus is you was wrong for slapping her, which you, I mean, for throwing a drink in her face, which was, but not how in the world did y'all go from being the closest of cousins growing up to like, now y'all can't stand each other. And why, what, like, like you said, Candace, y'all so high and mighty. Why y'all stupid to her level, knowing that she is do dealing with addiction? Like, this yep. anger is coming from somewhere. It ain't just out the blue. And I get all of that, but if he throw a drink in my face, I'm not gonna think about all of that. I'm just gonna be honest. Oh no, so, I, that's why I said I'm. I'm. I hate that Kiki but, did this because yeah, exactly. I'm in I a position where I gotta, I gotta, I gotta kind of agree with Marceau. Like. 
why should I care about having any type of respect for you when you went the mile to disrespect your cousin and my wife because she didn't want to engage in this conversation with you? And see, that's my problem. It's like, why should I respect you? But the problem is y'all haven't been respecting her and have been disrespecting her. But now because she did that, y'all get to hide behind that and we don't have to talk about that. So y'all can continue yeah. being whole ass niggas. That's my problem. Yeah. 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 What new thing? I, so, what new thing have they done to Kiki? They haven't really. Okay. The last, we, we can have a conversation because when that when the thing happened with Kiki's um when she with the um the stealing thing, Tisha, both Tisha and Marceau made some slick comments and tried to distance themselves from her um yeah. because of her addiction because. Because remember, we talked about this, uh, Adrian, because they was like, well, shit, we don't need to be part of this good shit. What about our brand? And it's like, if that's your cousin and you are aware of her addiction and you know that she's been struggling with this and y'all have, you know, to Candace's point, bringing up some of what the cousin brought up is like how close y'all been and how y'all have helped her and been there for her to like the fact that y'all just being like, well, shit, fuck the bitch then. I mean, she on her own. Like, you can't act like, like, that's like, just nothing. So that got back to her. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what she. Yeah, that's what she told Mel. She yeah. was like, "Yeah, they that's were why they saying had that slick me. stuff. They were saying slick stuff about the crime stopper stuff and blah blah blah." Now I will and, say, whoever got that back to her, they were being intentionally messy because they knew that was set her off, but it did get back to her. Yeah, I don't think it was Mel though. Yeah, I don't think it was. Mel. I wonder if it. I don't know if it was Stormy. I don't know who. Brought it back. Also, I want to say Tiffany got a really weird hard on for Kiki. Like trying to insert yourself in their family business and their family dealings, and you are the newest to the group. It's really weird. Well, that's been Tiffany. And you need to, you need to, you need to focus on why that nigga is always gone, and you you can't actively get a hold on your postpartum. Not why that nigga he is too, always gone. Cause he too busy coaching little league baseball and shit. That is that is wild. Why that nigga? Like you are not Keanu Reeves and Hardball. Shut up. That is wild. That nigga ain't never nowhere around when you need him. But you got something to say about what's going on with Kiki and Tisha? Get a fucking grip, girl. Now shit. Um, I mean, good for Kimmy. I'm glad she had a good day. I see people being funny talk about it's only a Jeep. And this is why I got to say everybody on the internet rich, but everybody want another stimulus check. Mm. Because I think, I don't think we understand how expensive Jeeps are. <laughs> and that looked like a nice ass loaded ass Jeep that she wanted and had been wanting. But everybody on the internet rich, baby, talking about why she was so happy about a Jeep. Baby, I would be happy if I somebody if if somebody bought me a Kia with no car note. Baby, I'd be hooting and fucking hollering. Listen, I'll take I'll take the Jeep that y'all don't want. For sure. Shit. Why the fuck not? Uh I don't why is Martel still in this man's house? Because he'll This motherfucker, him. this motherfucker trying to use squatters right. Now, this Get is why out that man's house. This is why you don't do favors for friends sometimes. But friends like Martel. And Martel talking about y'all, you should be, you as a woman, you shouldn't say this or say that. Shut your cheating ass up, dumbass nigga. Don't tell nobody what they should do because you homeless. What happened? Now, sit the fuck down. What he saying with Miss Marlene? I guess that's wearing thin. She probably kicked his ass out. I thought the Inest was selling. I broke. Sutter House. <laughs> I steal. I, all right. I I plagiarize. I cheat. I wish Martel thing so he can make some money so he can pay child support for them kids. Cause he just strikes me as somebody that just jumps on all the little hot stuff, but doesn't have, which is a lot of people, if I'm being honest, jump on the hot thing to do, but not really have a passion or a real interest in doing it. And it shows in how you deliver the product. Yeah, because I feel like if you're going to start a Black-owned wine brand, let it be something that I can't go get for $6.99 in the store. I could get Sutter Home for $3.99. Put some thought into it. Put some effort into it. Well, that's Shit. not his strong suit, hence why he's in the situation that he is. Well, that's true. Points are made. Uh, Before we go, you know, 
I don't know. I I don't know about this whole. Um, I'm glad Courtney says it with his chest that he don't like Marceau, because that's what I want other people to do. Like other the other men on this show try to act like you know Marte like Marceau is just Marceau, and it's like no, he's a rude ass nigga that's hard to like. He's not likable. And if you notice, a lot of the other guys do not be coming around. It typically be Maurice. Yeah. And the rest of the hus it be Maurice and Martel. If you notice Big Lou don't be coming around, Courtney don't be coming around, Chris Fletcher don't really be coming around, Marceau unless Martel there. They don't really like Marceau. And I'm glad Courtney is like, I don't fuck with dude. I don't like I don't like his energy. I don't like his get down, like shit about him. I don't like all that back and forth shit he always trying to do with my wife. I don't fuck with none of that. I'm 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 glad he said something. Uh before we go, I just want to say I see the day of reckoning has hit Atlanta and how those goddamn brunch boot spots be acting. I was so pleased to see that. I was so happy to see that. Because those type of restaurants are single handedly killing the food scene in Atlanta. Like, shout out to Keith Lee. Shout out to that man. I'm sorry, but if a motherfucker, and I do not care if Keith Lee do not have a culinary degree. I do not care if he don't have a sophisticated palate. He got a platform. And that platform is to the tune of 12, 14, 15 million followers. And when and motherfuckers seem to like what he got to say and like the way he move and the way he act. So if you know Keith Lee gonna be in your motherfucking city, you supposed to be on your goddamn P's and Q's. So I'm so glad that restaurant got caught slipping. I hope they end up closing because in response to Keith Lee saying, hey, I would have loved to have tried your food, but we couldn't even get service. Y'all said y'all were closed. When y'all knew it was me, y'all offered to service me and my family, but I declined. And now... The fucking manager on there talking about why would y'all trust the food opinions of somebody autistic? Is what? That's nasty. That's nasty work. Very vile. Yeah, that the milk and honey place in Atlanta where he tried to go and they were closed early talking about they were deep cleaning. First of all, Keith Lee says he has anxiety. Anxiety is not autism. People with autism can suffer from anxiety. But it is very nasty work to try to misdiagnose somebody to diminish the experience they had with your establishment. You should be fucking embarrassed. That's what I do want to say. You should be embarrassed. Instead of saying, full stop, we dropped the ball. Management is looking at how we can improve things so that this never happens again. We would love to invite Keith Lee and his family back to make up for the lack of experience they received with us when they tried to come and patronize our business, we apologize and we'll do better moving forward. This is this. Everybody don't need a business. Nope. Especially everybody want to be entrepreneurs. Niggas don't want to be entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs is crazy. <laughs> okay, a fucking mess. Jeremy in Atlanta here tell you, you got to make reservations. You got to call forty eight hours ahead. That's too much fucking work. Baby, I just want some shrimp and grits. I mean, the one thing I will say is that a lot of places did get exposed, but that is not the whole of the food scene here in Atlanta. That that I will say. I think it was just like that that place and like maybe one other place, the, the Breakfast Club Atlanta. And I wonder if that's the Breakfast Club that there's one in Houston. Because the one in Houston is phenomenal. But... Um, it was like two places, but then there was a bunch of other places he went where he said the food was phenomenal, the customer service was phenomenal, and so I I don't think he was even trying to paint a picture of the Atlanta food scene being awful. He just only recounted the experiences he had, and so but it's appreciated because as a whole, the the typical regular regular customer like us. We don't have a 15 million follower platform to say, get y'all shit together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. The the average consumer, when they get bad service, they just got to suck it up and and take their business elsewhere. When that shouldn't shouldn't be anybody's attitude, all money is good money if people spending it with you. That's what I want to say. 
if I'm willing to spend my money with you, my money is good money. My money is important. My money is luxury. But yeah. Well, happy Halloween. Uh, don't be too spooky. Practice consent. Do not, mm. do, literally, do not scare the hoes at this time. Yeah. Like, scare the kids, but not the hoes. Scare your mammy, but not the hoes. Scare your co-workers, but not the hoes. For the hoes, my nigga. Yeah, we out. Oh, Adrian, did you want to discuss love after lockup really quickly? Um, let me tell you, if y'all, if you're, if you don't watch, if you don't, if you're not subscribed to our Patreon, you're missing out. The $5, the red noise level gets you access to Ratchet Reloaded, which is the companion show to this show. And we discuss all of the love after lockup. And this episode Friday, I've never seen more audacious people in my goddamn life. And I just want to say that a motherfucker who is newly out of prison with no job, no car, no income, no savings, no clothes that I didn't buy, no food that I didn't feed them, telling me all you got in your bank account is three grand? Bitch, you don't have no grands. You have slow grands. You don't have no money. And you are not going to guilt trip me or try to uh, jive talk me out of my goddamn $3,000. I just, you know, that one caught me by surprise. Oh, my mouth was agape. And then when he was uh, like, oh, we can go fishing. Well, you don't even like fishing. Yeah, well, but you do. This is a motherfucker. Yes, is he desperate for love and affection? Yes. But he's trying to connect with you with the things that you like. And you are... And You're I mean, he, he is he is desperate, I agree. But what he was doing is what we talk about, how we want people that we date to do that. Take right. interest in the things that we like. Be open to new experiences and trying them out with me and see if you like them too. He was not doing anything aggressive or he was not being uh, overbearing. He was quite literally trying to provide her with some things that she likes to do as a woman fresh out of prison trying to get her shit together. And making you pancakes. Bitch, you are complaining about pancakes. That's when I was over it. That's when I was over it. Drop her on pancakes that sent you up. (laughs) Take her to a halfway house. This bitch said, so I thought you said the car was mine. And I also just want to say, what, what, um, what world do you live in where you think as somebody straight out of jail who don't even have a valid fucking driver's license, in what world do you think somebody is just going to give you a car and give you thousands of dollars? Now, I know you probably got caught up when you was in that prison talking. He was putting some commissary on your books. But you had to know that the things that he promised to you were contingent on y'all being in a relationship and you being his partner. He is willing to take care of and provide for his woman. He is not willing to provide for a bitch who is trying to run off on the plug. <laughs> that, that is what she's trying to do. Show me how much money this and show me how much. And no, I don't think no fraud happened on his account. I think he he don't, he's scared to be honest and say, I'm not giving you shit. Why would I put money in a car in your goddamn hands? I could cut that phone off and report it stolen. But he doesn't want to give her the money in the car because she's acting fucking funny. And all of this stuff that he promised her was contingent on them being in a relationship and working towards marriage. And she is reneging on her end of the deal. And I wish he would just say, no, I'm not doing none of this. We not together. I can take you to your kids or wherever you want to go and you can have a good life. I actually still give her the 700 and send her on her way. No, I ain't giving that whole nothing. Like you, <laughs> you want some sugar. Like but you, I'm gonna give up my you sugar. want, yeah, it don't work like that. It do not and work that, like that. And if you needed this much support coming out, you really should have been working on a plan B at maybe a halfway house. Truly. 
because your your uh, constant reminder that you don't have anywhere to go tells me that you have burned a lot of bridges mm-hmm. with your loved ones, and that this was your plan A, B, C, and D, and now that you got to give up the cookie, now it's you don't know, you can't figure it out, and also. Get the deaf girl away from me, too. <laughs> Get little cochlear implants the fuck away from me. All right. Because, again, why do y'all wait till these people get out of jail to turn into straight fucking weirdos and make their life a living hell? Mm. You were not thinking about losing your food stamps when you've been chasing behind this man to get him out of prison for, for umpteen years now. Your father told you to leave this shit alone last season. Yep. You didn't listen. You have foregone being a president accounted for a mother to chase after an inmate. What I think was, and I didn't see this coming. It shocked me a little bit. She was trying to chase the bigger picture because she thought he was going to get a payday for medical negligence for that Mm -hmm. uh, stroke he claimed he had. Mm Mm-hmm. And now that she see that the money ain't money in, she don't want to be bothered. She feel like she wasted her fucking time. That's what I think. But that's just that's just me. But yeah, she got really weird really quickly. I think it's something more going on and what I I don't know if her being on this show was a good idea because I can imagine she's on some sort of disability to some uh get some type of disability payment. Mm-hmm. They are very strict with how much money you income can have, you can have jobs, all of that, which needs to change immediately. Because you damn near want people that are disabled to be in poverty before you will help, and that is atrocious and immoral, in my opinion. But I think some of that might be catching up with her now, and so now knowing he's not even going to get this big payday. Like, I think they put all your eggs in this basket, and this the income they get from this show is taxable, is reported to the IRS, can fuck with something like disability benefits, is considered a form of a job, and you didn't think it through. And I highly doubt he's gonna get a payout for that quote unquote stroke. I don't think it's gonna happen. And I don't think they're going to stay together long enough for us to find out if it does. No, I don't think so. So we're going to save talking about Renika and Fat Moana for next week. Yes. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a, that's a mess. That's a oh, whole. And, and the girl with the uh, with the puppet mouth. And Melissa. Okay. And Louie. Oh, oh, she is a mean-ass bitch. <laughs> she is really mean. Mm-hmm. God, dog. But yeah, but we just needed to talk about Andy and Brittany because that that level of audacity was very astounding to us. You had me halfway on a man's side. and You know that makes me mad. It angers me. It does. It angers us because I don't like to defend niggas, especially crackers. Defending oh. niggas and a cracker? Mm-mm. Yeah, she got me upset. For sure. Well, we fuck with y'all and we glad y'all tuned in. We will be back at the top of the holiday season. I mean, the, the my favorite part of the holiday season. November is here. Um, our clocks is going back next week. I'm glad to get my motherfucking hour back. I need that. Um, but thank y'all for being a support. Thank y'all for tuning in. Go subscribe to the Patreon. We out, y'all. Bye, y'all.